Welcome back, everyone, to Close to Chat Podcast. This is your whole Corey, and I go by he, him, his pronouns. And I'm Sasha. I go by she, her, hers. It has been a minute since, you know, we've been here together like this. Uh, and as always, we'd like to thank you for tuning in. As always, we really do appreciate it. One of the ways you can show us whether or not you appreciate and to help it grow and, you know, and grow its listenership and just become more constant, you know, podcast as we go along this journey together. And as always, you can follow the podcast on IG and Twitter at CoachJetPod at, yeah, just CoachJetPod. And you can email us at CoachJetPodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you guys. Uh, as we are recording, it is Labor Day weekend. So, how's your weekend been, Sasha? Been good. Just did a lot of hiking and walking through parks this weekend. Uh, it was nice to be active a bit, mm-hmm. and it's nice to be have work off for this Labor Day Monday. Um, mm-hmm. Having a four-day work week reminds me of the summertime. During the summer, we have a nice four-day week with Fridays off. Mm-hmm. Um, but how have you been this Labor Day weekend? It's been a good weekend. I went to a nice engagement party. Um, I also saw Shang-Chi in the theaters this past weekend. Uh, also went out for seafood. So it's been a pretty good, pretty good chill weekend. I thought that Shang-Chi was a pretty good film. Yeah, so so if anyone is on the fence about seeing it, you know, especially because I feel like the trailers for it has been really given it, haven't really done it justice, right? I think it's a pretty interesting film. And if you're someone who likes, you know, the regular, you know, MCU, Marvel, origin films and stuff like that, it's a pretty good origin film if you're someone who really liked those like those kung fu movies or not even kung fu but those martial arts movies that came out back in the day like crouching tiger hidden dragon you know i think it's a good blend of that in like a regular mcu movie um all the characters i think are phenomenal the actor that plays shang chi is Great, the actresses, actress uh, Aquafina, I think that plays Katie. Uh, she was enjoyable as well. Enjoyed the actress that plays Shang Chi's sister, and then um, I think Tony. Um, I think his name is Tony something. I can't remember his last name, but the guy who played the Mandarin was phenomenal. Honestly, he was probably the most enjoyable and dynamic character throughout the entire movie and that's really good mm-hmm. you know he was like i don't want to you know give away any spoilers or anything so i'm simply like he was the antagonist 
but he wasn't necessarily the villain, right? Mm. So he's like, mm. he's a, he's a, That's yeah, That's he's a really nice, complex character. So it's always great when he's on screen. Mm, okay. Okay, that I, that's definitely on my watch list. I just hopefully I can get into theaters before it's out of theaters. Yeah. Is it was it same simul eh, simultaneously released on Disney Plus? Um, it probably. Let me check. I'm pretty sure it is on the Disney Plus like linear access thing. Um, I actually have Disney Plus right here on my phone. So I can double check that. Okay. They have a new Billy Alish Avatar. Interesting. Um, let's see, new to Disney Plus. Um, it looks like they aren't. Let me just check the Marvel tag. Yeah, surprisingly, it looks like they aren't releasing this one on the the Premier Access. Even though they still have Black Widow on Premier Access. Oh, I just, wanted to, I just wanted to see Black Widow in theaters because I was like, there's no way I'm doing Premier Access. Yeah, they don't have it on the Disney Plus. Wow. I'm kind of surprised that they don't, that they've been releasing a lot of their films simultaneously on there. Also, because they released Black Widow on. Disney Plus, which, you know, the actress Scarlett Johansson was really upset about. I'm assuming that really cut into like a lot of her, well, she was supposed to earn based on box office numbers, but because it was, yeah. we saw Disney Plus, more people were streaming it than actually going to the theater, so she wasn't able to get any of that actual revenue that she possibly could have got if it was just a pure... Yeah box office release and her whole like case is going to be pretty revolutionary in the sense of like compensation for actors especially from disney and we know disney is stingy as hell yeah so we will see what happens with that yeah we'll definitely see what happens yeah but in other other news that was going on have you seen the social media circus <laughs> that's happening around like Lil Nas X and his album teaser or project teaser. I don't even know if it's a full album. It's going to be a full album. Okay. I haven't seen, I've been kind of shielded of a lot of it. Um, mm -hmm. Just by like via the way that I curate my feed and what Facebook decides and Instagram decides that I need to see I haven't seen any of that. Um, I do know that people have been up in arms because, like, I have people on my social media who are, like, writing, like, clapbacks about it. So I was like, I know something's going on. There's always going to be haters. The moment he does something, yeah. there was, like, <laughs> Lil Boozy oh, with his goodness. post at, like, 6.40 in the morning. Yo, Lil Boozy. <laughs> is so obsessed with Lil Nas. Like, I don't know why. It's like Lil Boozy just wakes up in the morning. And before he has his morning coffee, he just looks at social media to see what Lil Nas X is up to. So I was like, 
that's exactly what he did. Like he posted something at six forty in the morning, all caps about Lil Nas. <laughs> like, like, bro, leave him. And the crazy thing part is like, because Lil Nas X is, he's Gen 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 Z, right? So I'm like that. Yeah, he's like millennial Gen Z. Probably on the younger side, he's probably Gen Z. So he was raised on social media. So you know, being raised on social media, you have to deal with. It, you learn how to deal with internet trolls and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's crazy because Lo Nas deals with the trolls so perfectly by just trolling them back yeah. so hard. And it's like the more they try to come at him, the more hilariously, you His know, he trolls. Exactly. The more hilariously he just trolls them for trying to come at him in the first place. And it's like, bro, he obviously isn't an actually pregnant man. There's no way that your little child is going to be, like, confused about whether or not he's an actual pregnant man or not. Also, see him, and then gave birth to a whole baby. (laughs) So, let's, like, hop off Lil Nas X, because it was obviously he was just teasing his album, quote-unquote, his baby. So, like, which is really clever. It's like it was a really clever picture and really clever like teaser. So I'm just like, it's like people just pick. They just don't like Lil Nas X, so they pick any and everything to like to just yeah to just cry about. And it's like if you don't like what he's doing, there's a unfollow, a block, a mute. There's always a way you can choose to not see his content but you continue to look for his content so that means you you're putting more thought and care into this than you want to admit exactly just the block button is so powerful block or the mute button is so powerful mute and then if you mute it you don't even have to see you don't have to see any references to Lil Nas X any comments about Lil Nas X right none of it you don't have to see any of it but the problem is they they can't block him they can't mute him because they're just obsessed with responding to him because they're just obsessed with like you know reacting to him and just spouting all their different homophobic like thoughts and opinions that no one cares about yeah Yeah, I actually saw this. Oh my goodness. I don't know who originally posted it. I think it's T.I. I saw T.I. posted. I've seen a lot of different people reposted. And it's really stupid. But they're like, oh, if the queer community can cancel, can cancel who it was? Ba- the, the baby? The baby. Then how come the straight community can't cancel Lil Nas X? I'm just like, what? foolishness it's like y'all just it's not like Lil Nas X is coming out here shit like um saying anything crazy about heterosexual quote-unquote straight people like yo he's not not here for you if you exactly Lil Nas X just comes out He's minding his own business, trying to promote his art, his music, his projects, whatever. And 
y'all just comment on his shit when he ain't asked you your opinion or for your comments. Versus you have the baby who, who, who he could have just been doing his own thing. He could have just been all in the performance. But he went out of his way to be like, to talk shit on the LGBTQ community, to talk shit on people who have HIV AIDS. He just, he just, he took, he paused his performance to take a whole, you know, two minutes to rag on people. Yeah. And then got mad when people clapped back and was like, yo, fuck you. Like, like, I, Um, I really have a feeling that a lot of people, some older people, you know, even some people, you know, who you would think would have a little bit more common sense don't actually understand what quote-unquote cancel culture is. Yeah. Or they just throw the word around, like... Yeah. Cancel culture isn't a thing. Like, just because people are being called out on their bullshit or called out for being the abusive, like, misogynistic, homophobic, transphobic, all the phobics all the evils out here and it's just being thrown out in the world like now it's being canceled like people can talk about oh y'all canceled chris brown but people are still playing chris brown music actively people are still like well rihanna's caribbean so she probably fought back like all these other things like the one example came to my mind first was chris brown because I actively make sure I don't listen to anything that he works on whatsoever. Mm-hmm. But there's so many people who quote unquote have been canceled, but they're still thriving and making money in this world. So they weren't quote unquote canceled. Exactly. What people like, you know, cause a lot of people want to be, I guess because the comment, Oh, you're canceled or oh, I'm just canceling you, whatever like canceling a subscription, right? They're like, I'm canceling you, I'm unfollowing you, I'm just kind of just like not bothering with anymore. So now people have kind of coined the term cancel culture, but it's really just holding people accountable. Yeah. As a, for as much as you can as a consumer, right? Yeah. As a consumer, I don't know any of these people personally. I have no real access to any of these people. It's not like I can just walk up into a room and be like, Hey, or just schedule a meeting with any of these people like, hey, so like, yeah, you know, you've kind of fucked it up. And like, I'm just here to tell you, blah, 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 blah. I'm yeah. not their friend. I'm not their work associate. I'm not in a position to give them a heart to heart or be like, give them a conversation. Right. Yeah. But as a consumer, you know, as someone who, you know, they make their wealth off through my purchasing power. I can decide whether or not I want to divest in there, in them and their wealth or not, right? Sure, I can enjoy your music and I can enjoy your products and I can enjoy your films. But if it comes to the point where you as an individual, whether it's through simply through the use of your platform and voice or you actively using your power and your connections and your asking your uh, resources to harm particular groups of people, 
right? Then I can decide that for me as an individual, I'm not gonna put money in your pocket so that then you can then use that money that you accumulate to harm other people. Yeah. I can just divest in something else. I can spend my money on something else. I can spend my energy, time, and focus on something else. Yeah. And that's that's basically what it means. It doesn't mean that the the person, you know, suddenly, right, is like canceled from life or something like that. I think particularly older people, they they and particularly people who know that they be on some bullshit and that they they do things which they know that they should be quote unquote canceled for, right? They're so afraid of losing their wealth, money, and power that they go super, super hard to being like, oh, you just want to cancel everybody, you know? Whatever happened to, you know, giving people second chances and all these other things? Oh, how can you be for cancel culture and then for people's mental health and stuff like that? It's like, yo, none of these things have anything to do with anything, right? If you are someone who uses their platform and voice and resources and power to harm someone, you know, at least from my perspective as a consumer, I can choose to not do business with you. Yeah. Period. Yeah. That's it. No, that's that's about the size of it. Like that's something that I feel like even corporations have to be held to task. Mm-hmm. Um, like a corporation that like for a little while, like I, I didn't understand what they were doing. Uh, Chick-fil-A, like the owner, the owner of Chick-fil-A donates to all these anti-LGBTQ causes. They invest in groups that uh, advocate like conversion therapy and all this other craziness. And it's like, but people are still like, hey, I love Chick-fil-A sandwiches. Their chicken is great. Let me go there. Yeah, and I'm just like, you can just eat a Popeye's. And honestly, the Popeye's chicken sandwich is probably better anyway. Just it is. Saying. It it's is. Especially when you talk about bang for your buck. But I'm not even going to get into that. Um, yeah. And yeah, the same thing with Chick-fil-A. Like, it's crazy because people think that it's impossible to hold companies accountable. And I think on a certain level, on a certain level, it kind of is. For example, like the Nestle company or whatever Nestle's parent company is, right? Mm -hmm. You'd be surprised how many everyday items you use are Nestle products. You know, not just like your Hershey candies or your, you know, chocolates and stuff like that, but like the Nestle, again, the Nestle company or their parent company, I don't remember which, like, you know, they have so, they, they own the, so many different businesses and they own so many different products which are kind of ingrained into everyone's everyday life yeah. that it's hard to truly just like separate yourself from that, from that, from that web like, com- like completely you know similarly with like a lot of the other really big you know corporations and stuff like that we talk about Johnson and Johnson when we talk about like the Dove company or um, 
what's the company that one started? I think it starts with a U. Um, I remember. Is it Unilever? I think so. But again, they have, they own so many different like products and stuff like that. So it gets to the point where like, you can say, oh, I'm just not going to buy, you know, Hershey Kisses anymore. I'm just not going to buy Nesquik and all that stuff anymore because I'm not supporting blah, blah, blah. But then you buy all these other products, which you didn't even know were owned by the same, the same company. So it's like, and that, in that sense, when it comes to like larger food chains or larger, like really large corporations, Mm -hmm. it does become more difficult because they have such a wide net and spread of different type of products, which people use every day. And that, you know, some of them don't even have like the name or logo on it or we don't even notice that the name goes on it. So it becomes a lot harder for us to be like, okay, I'm gonna stop using all your products. But then if you look it up online and be like all the different products that they sell you, it's like, oh damn, like, like these are half the products I use in my day-to-day life. Yeah. So because they're so interconnected, on that level it becomes more difficult. Yeah. But not impossible. At that point, you just need to start really investing in like small businesses and looking for like different small vendors and creators yeah. who sell similar items, like you know soaps and different stuff like that. You can you can find so many people who sell natural soaps, which probably work better than the stuff you buy in Target anyway, right? You can find them all on like Etsy or whatever. You can find so many people selling them on Etsy. If you look around long enough on Instagram, stuff like that, you'll find people selling their own stuff. So again, when it comes to like holding larger corporations accountable, like the ones who sell like care care stuff, the ones that sell body care stuff, even clothing. And I think clothing is so, so hard to do, right? Mm. Because you have to, for example, you know, when the whole, a few years ago when H&M had their whole thing with like putting the little black boy in like a monkey shirt yeah. and the white boy in like a lion shirt, right? You know, there was a whole backlash. You can feel how you feel about it. I know like at this point in time, you know, from a parent's point of view, there are people who are like, oh, you know, they call their kid their little monkey or like Curious George or like whatever. So they don't see too much of an issue with it. And you have other people looking at it from more historical context of media and advertisement in general, always associating black people being primates and primitive and blah, blah, blah. So wherever you fall on the aisle is kind of up to you. But for people who are just like, oh, so I'm just not gonna buy H&M stuff anymore, right? For example, for someone like me, who like half my wardrobe at the time came from like H&M, it was like, damn, where the hell am I gonna buy my clothes? <laughs> and it's like, oh, I could just shop at like Forever 21 or something like that, which I feel like Forever 21 never had as many good selections, but yeah, it's like, but they're just, but then you kind of realize they're the same type of company. Yeah. Like they're not the same company, but they're essentially the same type of company and they have some very similar practices and stuff like that. So it's just like, okay, if I'm going to be 
we want to be more conscious and you know ethical and purposeful in my shopping habits now i'm just like i gotta find somewhere to shop so you know it's shopping at local thrift thrift stores in your community you know shopping at more more like local small businesses to find you know different clothes to buy or going on like again instagram etsy there's so many people who sell who have clothing lines and they sell yeah yeah right i think the issue with that is that the more i think for smaller businesses and smaller people who sell things like individually like they're just one person who designs clothes and then this sells them yeah because they have to put in so much more work and they're not a huge corporation with lots of resources and they don't you know make their clothes in sweatshops in china for like pennies on the dollar their clothes are more expensive right yeah so a shirt that i would probably only consider paying five dollars for ten dollars for 15 maybe they might sell for like anywhere between 25 and 40 bucks yeah it's like yeah so it does get once once you start getting into okay i decided i'm going to quote unquote cancel so-and-so or i'm going to you know decide that i'm not going to do business with x y and z anymore then you kind of get into the issue of, okay, what am I replacing that thing with? Yeah. And that can get very tricky because then you notice all the competitors at the same, at very similar levels, they'll have very similar politics, which may not align with your politics or how you want how you envision your politics to be. So now you're like, you either gotta start making all of your own stuff from scratch or you need to really do the research to kind of find the different places where you can still sustain yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like to be honest, like I have an Amazon uh, Amazon Prime subscription. I'm not sure if I'm giving it up. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? It's it's fair because these <laughs> Like Amazon, I mean, Jeff Bezos, like, makes so much money in a second, then more money in a second than most of his employees make yeah. in a year. Yeah. Yeah, you can't pay them fair wages. Yeah. And he tried to break up their union building. I mean, you trying to bust, union bust, I think? Yeah. So it's just like, you're not a good person. So, but I also understand that for, just because of the society we live in right now, yeah. because of how ingrained Amazon has become compared to maybe how it was 10 years ago. Yeah. Or something like that. Just because of price and convenience, Amazon is what allows a lot of people to be able to afford what they can afford or to get what they can within a timely manner. So yeah, it's hard yeah. to break up with that Amazon Prime because you're just like, what am I going to replace it with? Yeah. It's, it's like, easy to just tell people, oh, you should stop supporting Amazon. Oh, you should stop supporting Disney. Oh, you should stop supporting whatever it is you want them to stop supporting. But then 
What are the alternatives? What you, yeah, what's the alternative? What are you then supplementing that with? Yeah. It's like, what service that can be, like, maybe not say like, okay, two-day shipping, but what service is going to be just as affordable, going to provide, like, so, like, for example, like I bought, I don't usually buy clothes off of Amazon, but I bought a dress from a small, not local to us. Um, mm -hmm. It's local to North Carolina from a local boutique in North Carolina. I bought this dress in early July. It still has not arrived. Mm. Like, they first, they sent me an email saying like, we're moving warehouses. So once we finish moving warehouses, it'll be sent out. I had to send an email saying like, hey, this was, I bought this like a month ago. Is there any update? And they're like, well, we'll be able to provide you an update after August 30th. Well, that was this week's, what happened? So I finally got a shipping notification. Okay. Um, but, but still, that's a ridiculously long time. Yeah. Yeah. And again, they're a smaller business, so it's not like they have the resources of a huge conglomerate like Amazon, which can just, well, if this warehouse doesn't got it, just reroute it to a different place. And, yeah. Yeah. You know. So, so like, not to say, like, I, I'm probably not going to buy from them again, mm -hmm. but I'm glad I supported a Black-owned business, Yeah. <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, and you know, when it comes down to this whole buying black and supporting black and everything like that, particularly when you start talking about smaller black owned businesses, you can't order from a small black owned business and then expect Amazon Prime service. Yeah. Not I didn't expect yeah. that. Oh yeah. Not saying you, but I'm saying like in general, like I talk to some people who whether online or in person and they're like yeah, this is why I don't support Black-owned businesses because of this reason or that reason. I'm just like, yo, they're not Amazon Prime. This is yeah. probably like one or two people working out of their house. Yeah, yeah. You know, or working out of maybe they, or maybe they have a storefront, but that's still like maybe a like lot of work. one to five people working out of a storefront trying to ship all these things out, right? They're not like a huge team of people. Yeah. You know, um, and then we have, you know, things like Hurricane Ida that just came through. Like, I'm sure there are so many people who probably order from small businesses who their stuff is either going to have to be seriously delayed or yeah. even mm -hmm. refunded because Ida just demolished things and they don't have the infrastructure to, to just be like, that. oh, we'll just work something out this way. It's either you have to wait for them to redo, refill all these orders, which means you're just going to be backordered, you know, yeah. or you just have to get a refund, talk about getting a refund, but then that also sucks because, you know, that business still needs that money to then keep on providing the services. Yeah, because there's this um, uh, co coloring book coloring book creator on TikTok who I followed. Uh, she creates coloring books for young kids of color, most like most black kids to see themselves in coloring books. 
and she put up a TikTok a few, like back when Ida was hitting Louisiana saying like, hey, I had to evacuate. So it's going to be backed up. I don't know when I'm going to be able to get back to Louisiana. Like, so just be patient with these orders. Yeah. So like, I see the point you're making realistically is hard, especially living in that area. Maybe even people local to New York, because there was a lot of flooding in New York in itself. Yeah. You know, it's just one of those things where like, again, I don't think you should, you shouldn't expect quality service or good customer service. You know, I think you should still be able to have good communication with whoever you're dealing with, right? Yeah. I think you should still expect reasonable prices for what you're paying for, you know, yeah. a reasonable quality for the price of what you're paying for. Yeah. Right? But at the same time, you know, if you don't try to talk, you know, you're buying a t-shirt from like $25, don't try to like, oh man, talk them down to selling it to you for like $10 or something like that. Yeah. Like respect their business, right? Yeah. Respect the fact that they're a small business. Respect the fact that, you know, they are doing the best that they can, right? And you just need to learn to have patience. I know in today's society, you know, we get everything so instantly. We have Uber to call an instant cab or whatever. Yeah. We have social media, which can give us instant almost everything. We have streaming yeah. services, which can give us instant movies, instant yeah. TV, yeah. instant music, right? So a lot of people's patience has That's become a lot smaller, very thin, because they're just not used to waiting because they're like, everything is so quick nowadays. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, when you're dealing with smaller businesses, you have to have a little bit more patience and yeah. grace. Yeah, yeah, it depends, because um, I ordered, a, I actually ordered one of my textbooks from Amazon, I ordered a used copy because I was like, eh, I don't really want to pay the full price. And it was supposed to come like within a week and now it's a few days late. So I'm just like, let me just give grace. Mm -hmm. Maybe ask for a refund if it takes too long. Yeah. Right. And um, I just had a thought and it, it was like in my head <laughs> and I was completely gone. Oh, man. Uh, let me think. Um, but oh, one like speaking about Hurricane Ida, there's this, I don't remember who it was. Somebody posted on like social media talking about like for Hurricane Ida, you should donate to the Red Cross to help out families. And I was just um, like, please don't. Oh. Like, <laughs> I was so shocked. Um, I was like, so we're still trying to donate to the Red Cross? Uh, let's not. I thought that was not a thing anymore. The Red Cross has a terrible track record. Let's let's not. Out do here. That. If you can try to see if you can donate directly to different directly families, to different families, you know, to Cash Apps or Venmo or like Zelle, um, or even local organizations where you know they deal a lot more with local communities, like you know organizations that are on the ground. Yeah. Before you you know, send to like a Red Cross or something like that. No. 
Yeah, because there was this article I saw not within the last month or two about how like the Red Cross got all this money. It was either the Red Cross or a different organization got all this money to develop stuff in Haiti, and they it was the Red Cross. Okay, and they built like two houses or something like that. And it's like, where did all the money go? Into the board's pockets. Yeah, and after that, it literally has been since since then, people have just kind of been like, yo, do not donate to the Red Cross. Like, what I find really unfortunate is when I was in high school, my friends and I created a Red Cross club at our high school. And oh, like, wow. we raised like so much money. It wasn't like thousands of dollars, but it was a lot to us. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, we gave it to the Red Cross and now to think about how that money probably wasn't used for what we raised it for is disappointing. Yeah. But my last two years of high school, I was all about the Red Cross, doing community service, donating money, raising money. Yeah. And it's like, it's so disappointing just like, there's only so much you can, as an individual person, can do, right? You can't always physically go over and help the people that you want to help. So yeah. you're trusting that these organizations who say that they are going to get food and medicine and all these things, that they're going to build houses for people, you're trusting that these organizations are going to actually do the things that you probably wish you could do yourself yeah. or would like to do yourself, but you can't for whatever the reason is. So you're yeah. trusting them to do that for you. So you're giving them this money in good faith that it's going to help people who need it. Yeah. And then the yeah. money just gets pocketed by people who honestly don't deserve it. Yeah. Speaking of like organizations on the ground, it's like this is not related to like a hurricane or something like that, but through the pandemic, a lot of different mutual aid organizations have popped up in New York. Like, um, I there's like community fridges all over New York now. Like, there's a bunch in Queens, like Jamaica Community Fridge. Um, the, like, only reason I'm thinking about Jamaica is because it's not too far from my neighborhood. But there's like at least six or so in Queens. I know there's. There was one in Harlem. There was one in the Lower East Side. And those are places that we can definitely donate because they're on the ground providing food and sometimes non-perishables to people in our our neighborhoods. So that's something that sprung out throughout the pandemic. I can try to share some of, like highlight some of the community fridges on our instagram um so you guys can check them out yeah let's yeah we'll definitely do that um we'll try to look up something like these organizations so that way we can post them and share them with you guys in case you know you're thinking about places that you may want to donate either now or in the future say there is something like you know i did a happy again or there's some other disaster you know at least for those people who live here in the new york city area yeah and again for people who don't agree with a lot of these practices the most you can do is just decide you know what i'm not going to 
give you my time and energy and money. Yeah. Right? So if you if you want to cancel, like people can cancel whatever and whoever they want, right? That's why they kind of the post with like the baby and like that was so yeah. ridiculous. Because if you are so pressed by Lil Nas X, then feel free to block him, right? Yeah. Feel free to stop, like, and that's kind of the thing with, you know, when it comes to, like, homophobia, backphobia, transphobia, racism, you know, sexism. It's one of these things where it's like, I'd rather you not say anything at all. Like, you don't have to communicate with me. You don't have to talk to me. You don't have to do any of this. But you go out of your way to let it be known how much you hate this particular group, how much you hate this person, you know, yeah. how much you believe this person doesn't deserve basic rights. Yeah. Like, yes, you could cancel Lil Nas X. Yeah, feel free to block him, mute him, stop engaging with him. But it's not about that. It's about you feeling like you need to let people know how much you hate and disagree with whatever it is that you hate and disagree with. How much that you hate and disagree with Black people. How much you hate and disagree with Black women. How much you hate and disagree, you know, with Black gay men. How much you hate and disagree with yeah. Black trans women, right? Yeah. That's what it's about. Yeah. That's why, you know, people on one side would just be like, you know what? I don't like what you're doing. I feel like you're hurting a community. Therefore, I'm going to stop spending my money on you and I'm going to spend, stop spending time on your mm. BS. Yeah. And then you have these other group where it's like, oh, who complained about cancel culture all the time, right? And yet are just yeah. as quickly to not spend money or to tell people that they don't deserve service or whatever. But they will keep on just hammering and bad badgering you know and harassing yeah. the people who they say that they don't agree with if you don't agree with them you don't disengage. have to interact with them disengage yeah. it's, it's so simple yeah and it's like it's ridiculous how vocal people like to be about not even it's not even bias it's hatred like it's like I'm convinced these people really have hatred in their souls for certain groups of people, certain people. Like, um, speaking of like people not um, people having issues with black women in particular, um, there's this um, disability advocate I follow on TikTok who she was talking about the Texas abortion ban and how like as a black woman she's di divesting from it and uh i don't know the exact like i don't remember word for word what she said but there was a comment on it from a white woman saying like no this is an all-woman issue like be like we all have to fight for this and she responded to that comment she's like as a black woman when it's time for me to stand up for my rights like you guys are telling me oh later we'll get to it when we get to it like but now when things are affecting you now it's all 
Now it's an all woman problem. Miss me with that. Exactly. <laughs> Pretty much. She's like, just because now the Texas abortion ban affects all women in Texas, now it's the handmaiden's tale, which is ridiculous because like white women in their I don't in their willful ignorance can compare reality to a fictional show versus realizing that POC women have been experiencing stuff like this abortion ban for centuries. Like they've been the brunt of all these crazy policies. And now that it's going to affect you, the palm colored people, it's now a problem. And now it's everyone's issue. Mm -hmm. Like it was already everyone's issue. You just didn't feel like it applied to you. Exactly. Until it was too late. And now you have things like these bands going up in like Texas and Alabama and every, everywhere else. And suddenly it's like, how did we get here? Well, we got here because when, you know, people were saying that, hey, this is an issue, then we should address it way back when you didn't want to get involved. Because that, you felt it didn't apply to you. Yeah. And now that it applies to you, now you want to step in the ring and say, oh, no, it applies to everyone. Um, we all have to be in this together. But when POC were like, hey, we need to be in this together, y'all were nowhere to be found. There was somebody, I forgot who it was, who put phrased it like, it's totally wrong to be like oh these people in red states deserve what they get because they live in a red state like yeah. there's a lot of people who just can't leave that state they're i don't want to say they're stuck but that's where they live and they're not gonna like just uproot their whole life to move to quote-unquote blue state like yeah not to say that even blue states don't have their issues because exactly you know they're blue states they're democrats they're people who consider themselves liberals who are just as pro-life and anti-abortion you know as people in these red states yeah and who would probably support a ban like this right um and also kind of like what you were saying you know it can't be just you know fuck the red states as much as we like to you know joke and be like you know Fuck Florida, Florida can get sink into the ocean for all we care. <laughs> but, you know, there are people who, just because, you know, their representatives, their chosen representatives happen to be these people who really seem to have very little care for human lives. Yeah. But there are people who don't agree with them who live in these states. Yeah. There are people who actually give a fuck. There are people who genuinely care about their neighbors and care about the wealth of welfare of others, right? Who just happen to live in a state where maybe they're a minority or, you know, they just don't get the type of representation um, in their state that they wish they could get. Yeah. But they still live there. And they still have family there. They still have their communal ties there, right? Yeah. And, you know, they still do what they can do every day to get by and to better the community and to make sure their families are good, right? Yeah. So it would be unfair to just be like, oh, well, forget all them as well. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, as much, because my dad was born in Florida, so as much as I don't like what happens in Florida, I'm like, I still have family there who's affected by all these policies, so. Mm -hmm. That's always a thought. Yeah. And, you know, again, it's not that much different from, like, a quote-unquote blue state from a red state. Like, people need to remember that New York State is a blue state, mostly because of New York City and, like, Albany and maybe, like, Buffalo, so, like, the really big urban centers. Yeah. Once you leave those urban centers and you go into, like, the mountain regions and stuff like that, those people tend to be much more Republican-leaning. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But, you know, because... There's you know, less the urban, of them. There's, yeah, there's less <laughs> of them as far as population because, you know, New York City has, like, over, like, what, 8 million people and then all these other urban centers. We, we just have the majority of the population. Yeah. So because of that, you know, we're able to be, like, a quote-unquote blue state. Blue state. But, you know, even the same thing with, like, New Jersey, which... I don't know. I think Jersey is usually traditionally red. It like switches, I think. But like, yeah. Again, Jersey. Most of like Central Jersey, the Jersey Shore, and stuff like that. They're mostly red. Yeah. <laughs> so like, you might be more blue or more liberal in like toward closer towards like the the Northeast area, the ones that are close to New York. So like, Jersey City and Newark and stuff like that. You know. But once you start getting into all the other parts of Jersey, the more rural parts of Jersey, Jersey, you know, the farm country, the Jersey Shore, you know. So to say like blue state versus red state, you know, it's not that black and white. Simple. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. I feel like in my um, in my mind, I don't want to leave New York to live anywhere else, but mm -hmm. I'll never, I don't know what's going to happen in like uh, the next couple of years. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I guess I could see myself living somewhere else, but again, it would be, kind of be it'd be somewhere similar in a sense to New York. Like I could yeah. see myself living in LA or I could see myself living in Atlanta. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't see myself living in like, I don't know, maybe I can move to Charlotte, but I don't really see it that much. Yeah. When it comes to cancel culture, cancel culture doesn't exist. What yeah. people call cancel culture is just a way to gaslight those people who decide that they want to hold individuals and corporations accountable to the best of their yeah. ability. Yeah. Right? That's all that is. You... Don't owe these corporations your money. You don't owe these artists your money. You don't owe anyone your money. Yeah. Right? So you can choose to spend it with whoever you want to spend it with. And if yeah. this person doesn't align with your politics, you can choose not to spend your money with them. You can choose not to listen to their albums. Yeah. Right? On this on the on the flip side of that, does that mean that we should ostracize those who do? you know, listen to someone's album? For example, do we ostracize people who listen to R. Kelly or listen to Kanye or yeah. listen to Chris Brown, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, people who may have had R. Kelly albums for decades, right? Yeah. Are they suddenly supposed to burn all the albums? Mm. You know, for people yeah. who like, you know, fuck R. Kelly, but like the music is, it's, it's you know, it's legendary. It's iconic, right? They're classics, right? He, when he's a musical genius, there's no getting around that. There's yeah. no getting around the fact that Kanye's a musical genius. There's no getting around you know, these artists' innate talent, right? So can I not enjoy the art as just art, you know, without having to get into the artist's personal business? Like, I don't care about the artist's artist. You know, I don't, they're not in my life, right? I don't have to worry about them. Yeah. Right? So it's just like... It's flip sides of a coin, like, People have been talking about Donda this, Donda that, which I'm not listening to that at all. Like another album I'm not listening to is Drake's album. Like mm-hmm. I've never really like I've listened to Drake in the past, but I've never been a big Drake fan. So I'm just like, let me not even engage now. <laughs> yeah. Worried. So it's just like. Like, I didn't even listen to Kanye's last album, to be honest. I mean, he was wild with all that, you know, the slaves really didn't want to be slaves. They wouldn't be slaves and all this other bullshit. I was just like, yo, I, I, I don't know if bro is just whiling because he's off his meds or if he's really believes half the bullshit that yeah, he's saying. Know. But like, at some point, enough is enough. And I just really can't. Yeah. Yeah, and I feel like a lot of people like to excuse his behavior because he's bipolar and off his meds. And I'm like, that's not an excuse. Like, and also that's his choice. Like he has the money and the resources to treat, you know, his mental health and to make sure to properly take care of his mental health. Yeah. The fact but that he, he chooses not to is up to him. And therefore, his choices for choosing not to fall on him. Yeah. Because I was like, like, I personally would not stop taking my meds. Like, in in my opinion, like, it, like, I, I know a lot of people say it's, um, it messes with their creativity, which I feel like, for me, being bipolar, it's messed with my creativity sometimes. Like I've had to fight to get back to keep creativity, but I'd rather be on my meds than not on my meds. So personally, I don't, that's why I don't, I feel like it's an excuse. Like there are people thriving out here with medication because mm-hmm. you choose to be wild and not use your medication that's on you yeah, and solely on you. Like, you can't blame King. You can't blame the Kardashians for it. You can't blame his dead mama. Like it's all him. Mm-hmm. You can't blame all the people from back home that he cut off that he felt should be keeping him in check and stuff like that. That you cut him off. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's where people, when it comes to the whole cancel, don't cancel. That's that that line where it's like. You know, people who choose still choose to 
support them, not necessarily saying that they support them as an individual or their choices, but they still enjoy the products, right? Yeah. So because they still enjoy the products, then you kind of get this contention where it's like, well, you shouldn't buy the products or stream the products because you're just putting money in their pocket. And then it's like, well, first of all, you know, they already have their money and they've already, they're going to continue to say what they're going to say. Why should I deny myself pleasure in this way, you know, to, in the hope that it's going to, you know, trigger something in this person who really doesn't give a rat's ass about any of our opinions anyway. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, the thing that I don't like, like I love using Spotify. It's one of my favorite music apps. But what I don't like is when you start playing a playlist, everyone who's on that playlist gets paid. So like, um, there's certain times I've looked at a playlist and I've had to like, like go through the whole playlist because I was like, I don't want these like certain people to just be get profiting off of my listens. Like, yeah, you have a good playlist and then they'll have that one R. Kelly song. Or, yeah. you know, there's like, for example, with the whole right now, with the whole Drake thing, because on one of his songs on his album, R. Kelly has like a writer's credit, like whatever credit because of us, because of one of the songs that he wrote or produced is being sampled on it. But it's also one yeah. of those things where like, R. Kelly produced so much music for so many people. Yeah. Right? Like, it's hard to get it's away from him. Kind of like what we were talking about, you know, earlier when we were talking about corporations like Nestle and stuff like that. Yeah. They have such a far reach into like the different things that we consume. Similarly, R. Kelly, as just, again, a musical genius, a producer, someone everyone, everyone wanted to work with, you know, he has such a a far reach when it comes to the music industry and all these different songs, which, you know, he has writing credits on, which who knows your favorite song. You could have a favorite song right now that you don't know that R. Kelly has a writer's credit on. Yeah. yeah. That he helped create that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so do we get mad at it? It's like, but it's like, how do you, it's, um, it becomes like, how do you avoid it? Cause at some point, you know, it becomes, you're it's almost like you're becoming it becomes more of an obstacle course to try to avoid yeah. all these things and kind of accepting the fact that they're kind of there yeah on some level yeah Fuck. um yeah i yeah. also think that the issue like something that kind of point just brought up in my head right now is that this idea of you know cancel culture or this idea of holding people accountable and us having to choose whether or not we enjoy people's artistic work, you know, versus how we quote unquote support the artist um, or don't support the victims, really more comes down to a breakdown of our criminal justice system, where our criminal justice system has failed so completely, right, that now if almost seems like it falls upon us as private citizens to kind of pick up the slack where the justice system has failed and to punish those who need to be punished, right? For example, you know, sticking with R. Kelly just because it's so easy, 
we as a community have known that R. Kelly is a problematic pedophile, you know, forever, right? There have been shows since my childhood who've made fun of the fact that R. Kelly like pees on little girls and has inappropriate interactions with underage, you know, girls, right? So why is it that, you know, for decades and decades and decades, the criminal justice system, which is supposed to, you know, prosecute these type of people and put them in jail, has failed so completely. And that he, until recently, you know, to the point where, you know, he's kind of, kind of broke, now, it's, now he can, you know, start getting a lot of that legal um, comeuppance and legal, you know, just do karma, which he has been owed for over the last few decades, right? So I do think when it comes to this issue of supporting the art or supporting the artists and being able to differentiate the two, I think it becomes such a touchy issue and we put so much of that onus on consumers to kind of fix that problem is because that problem is a problem for the criminal justice system, but the criminal justice system is so broken that they don't do anything. They don't punish the people who honestly need to be punished. So it kind of falls upon us. We, at least individuals feels like if the just, criminal justice system, as broken and flawed as it is, is gonna just sit by and do nothing, then we need to take it upon ourselves to make sure that this person is not supported. All of that in like a bag of chips type thing. Like um, when it comes, like, cause there's so much in regards to like R. Kelly, like we just had recently that whole two part series, Surviving R. Kelly with um, women who were like, in his sphere of influence they even had some of his supporters interviewed and stuff like that and it's interesting to see how like especially in the second series of surviving r kelly one of his assistants who was a white woman was defending him and it's like you just see how white women ain't shit in that situation it's just like continue to support the erasure of black women's pain. Like that's something that really struck me from the last iteration of surviving R. Kelly. But um, the, the other art, like there's so many artists you can apply this to. So even thinking back at like, um, like my other example right now would be off the top of my head would be Chris Brown for his abuse of Rihanna, his stalking of Karuchi, like there's, and he, so many like incidents of him being violent in public, he'd been arrested and all these other things. People are like, well, he got therapy. He's better now. It's like, no, he's not. He's still out here fighting people in the streets. He's still attacking people. Like, there's maybe he got some therapy to look like he 
became a better person, but he's still the trash individual who beat Rihanna. I don't even know how many years ago. And people like to kind of use the Rihanna, like, as if the Rihanna incident wasn't bad enough, people kind of like to use, oh, well, him and Rihanna made up, you know, or Rihanna forgave him, or this and that, or Chris Brown had his punishment, you know? People in the industry, they weren't fucking with Chris Brown for years, and he had to, like, fight his way back in, you know? So, well, who are we to, like, decide that he needs to be punished more than he's already been punished, right? And you could probably make that argument if it wasn't for the fact that Karuchi still has a restraining order out on Chris Brown, right? Yeah. If you could be, you could kind of make that argument if he didn't have all these other instances of public violence and violence against women and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, so it's like, if it was the one, if it was the one incident and Chris Brown had a clean rap sheet for like between now and between then and now, and it was like, and it showed like he reformed. Yeah, like there was actual progress on his part. Sure, you can make that argument, but the it, but it doesn't hold up because you know he continued to be problematic, just yeah. in different ways. You yeah. Know, he continued to maybe maybe he never hit Karuchi, right? Yeah. You know, but he was still violent in other ways. He was still stalking her and doing all these other things, which is why she has a restraining order against him. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, there's so, like, because I feel like it, like, personally for me, when I find out an individual is this kind of, like, abusive, horrible person, that's when I start divesting. Like, if I don't know, there's not really much I can do until, like, I have knowledge of it. Like That's fair. I was rocking with Tory Lanez. And oh, then yeah. the whole the whole Megan thing came up, Yo, and I was just I like... I don't know how anyone could defend the bullshit that Tory Lanez did. Like, and, and then yeah, he came I out with an album. And then, yeah, there were people who really tried to defend Tory Lanez, like, oh, Megan must have did something. What? He shot her in the foot. What? Yeah, like, like, bro, no. Nobody gets deserve. Nobody deserves to get shot in the foot. Like, nobody deserves to get shot in general. Um, so, I don't know how you can justify that. I don't know how you could joke about it, like, with all these big time rappers making jokes, and it's like, it's not a joke to get shot. Yeah, and then you'll have an incident like that. And you would think the people, like, the people closer to him, you would think the TIs and all these other, you know, OGs and stuff like that, they would talk to him like, or, or publicly be like, yo, what you did was fucked up. That's not cool. We don't do that shit over here. We don't do that to our women. We don't, you know, all these other things. But instead, it was like, they're, they were putting more support to like people, they were putting more energy into trying to criticize people who were quote unquote canceling Tory Lanez. More energy to that, into the fact that Tory Lanez shot Meg Thee Stallion in the foot. Yeah. Like. Yeah. And then now the baby, 
who was a frequent collaborator of Megan Thee Stallion, now is making music with Tory Lanez. And I'm just like, so it was profitable for you to work with Meg Thee Stallion. Now, to, according to you, it's profitable to work with Tory Lanez and no harm, no foul, because it's just profitable. It's a yeah. good business decision. At some point, you know, business isn't just business. Like, at some point, it can't just be like business is business. Like, you have to hold people, hold people to a standard. I don't even say a higher yeah. standard. Hold, hold people to a standard. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, so like, even around the time the baby did those like HIV comments is around the same time that I found out that he was making music with Tory Lanez. And I was just like, that's doubly got me. Like, I never really listened to baby in general. Like, I've heard of him and I've seen him on my social media feed, but I've never gone out and be like, let me listen to some baby music. Like, even before this whole homophobic thing happened, it's never been, like, I've never been on some, like, it's time to rock out with I don't even know what song. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> so to be honest, when people were like, we're canceling him, I was like, that's cool because I never listened. <laughs> yeah. And again, it just people put more people put more energy into criticizing those who decide that they aren't going to support someone anymore. They put more energy into trying to convince you that you're wrong for not supporting this artist for whatever reason you try to decide not you don't want to support the artist or business or corporation. They put more into that rather than putting energy into correcting, you know, the behavior of the individual who's being quote unquote canceled. Like you could put all that energy into talking with whoever that person is, whoever that, like if you have the connections to do that, right? And that's the kind of thing we usually, the people who are on this all cancer culture is bad or blah, blah, blah. Those are the people who actually have connections with these other people. Like you have the access to probably talk to this other person and be like, hey, you're kind of wilding right now. Like you need to chill, you need to cool out. And yeah. I get it, you know, particularly when it comes to like rap and all these other things. Like all these rappers have dirt on them, right? Yeah. All these rappers did some shit in the past, right? So on the one hand, it's kind of like, yo, how how you gonna try to come at me and your shit's dirty? Right. Yeah. But at the same time, particularly when you kind of you have older artists who have been wealthy and have been successful for a while, so they have a little bit more distance between them when they were young doing dumb stuff, and they yeah they have the dirt from when they were doing dumb stuff when they were younger. Yeah. To you would think that they're older now, hopefully a little bit wiser now. It's like yo, you can't just can't be doing the things you were doing before you at least think that they can come from that perspective and try yeah. to correct someone. But they don't. They don't even do that. Like, I feel like some of these, like, especially these really big artists who've gotten, there's, they've had some space away from their younger, wild days. Like, they just don't care anymore. Like, they don't care about, like, more in a sense that they don't care if people punch down at like other communities. They're like, when people try to like 
do whatever cancel culture quote unquote they're like totally on the side of the person who's quote unquote being canceled because they're used to punching down and they're fine with other people punching down like they don't see a problem with it like a lot of a lot of them are comfortable and very comfy especially there's a lot of artists who even if they weren't rappers they didn't come out with anything about the Megan Stallion thing like didn't affect them whatsoever like they didn't care mm-hmm. so sure. yeah. so again it kind of another uh, kind of like when I hear people kind of having these discussions or even here when we're having this, this discussion, it's like cool, well, not want to say cool, but it's like, it's like one thing to say, okay, you shouldn't support or you should, again, I'm not here to tell anyone who they should or shouldn't support. Exactly. Yeah. Um, we're just here mostly talking about the fact that the idea of cancel culture is an illusion. It's a red herring. It's just a way for people to gaslight other people yeah. Into thinking that, you know, they're doing something wrong by choosing not to support someone who's doing something abusive to another person. Right? Very similarly to how we talk about black and black crime. You know, when we talk about violence against the black community, people always want to bring up black and black crime. Black and black crime isn't a thing. Yeah. Right? Crime is based on proximity. Eighty percent of crime that happens to white people is committed by other white people. You know, yeah. so we don't have, when it comes to that, our numbers aren't any different or any higher, you know, yeah. than other communities because crime is based on proximity. Yeah. So there's no such thing as quote unquote black on black crime. It's just crime. Yeah. And it's crime committed by people who live close to each other. Yeah. Ergo, black people commit crimes against other black people because that's where they live. Yeah. Right, they're not going all the way. They're not driving fifty miles out of the way to commit, you know, thefts and petty muggings and stuff like that. But again, cancel culture. This idea of cancel culture, or that you know, cancel cultures can ruining things for people. No, you're just holding people accountable for their actions, and that's yeah. it. But yeah. you know, for the people who do. Ch- decide that they you know want to cancel or they want to be more mindful you know of how they spend their time energy and money right like what are some of the solutions we've already kind of discussed that on some levels it's really easy you just you know stop streaming someone's music or something like that yeah but like you just said if you're on spotify and again it could be something where You'll be, you'll start the playlist at the top, and you won't realize until you're all the way at the bottom of the playlist that there's an R. Kelly song level at the end, yeah. or you won't realize that maybe one or two of the songs in the playlist has an R. Kelly sample on there or something like that. Yeah. So it's like, you know, what's the real solution, you know, when it comes to this? And I think the real solution is that is on the one hand accepting you know, that you can only do so much. You, as an individual private citizen, you are not going to be the one to punish R. Kelly, right? Even as a collective, right? Sure, 
as a collective, we can stop listening to hard-killing music and stuff like that. But, you know, he can, he can find other ways to get paid. He can find other ways to, you know, have his money work for him, you know. So we have to do what is reasonable for us to do, what we feel is reasonable, acceptable for us. If you don't want to stream his music, then don't stream his music. Yeah. We don't feel like you need to start, you know, going out of your way to research and locate every single song that Kelly has ever worked with in the history of yeah. his um, musical career. Right? Don't feel like you need to do that for all these artists. Because, again, on an individual level, that's asking a lot. Yeah. But when it comes, particularly when it comes to those who are commit violence or crime or, you know, against others, then we can find other ways, like we can, like pressuring, you know, our prosecutors and stuff like that to like, hey, we know this person is doing stuff. Mm-hmm. Do your job and put them in jail. Yeah. Right? Or you put pressure on other organizations. You know, the baby's losing sponsorships and deals left and right. Not necessarily because people aren't streaming his music, but because the people who those organizations target and stuff like that, they know that the attendance to their organizations and stuff like that is going to take a hit, you know, if they decide to continue to support the baby. So whether... Again, not to say that they're perfect either, but to preemptively kind of protect their own brand, you know, they're dropping in and doing their own damage control. Yeah. So, again, there's only so much individual people can do, particularly those who aren't part of, like, the legal system. So... You know, just do what you feel like is reasonable enough for you to do, right? If you feel like, you know, being just being simply being vocal on social media that you don't support him, you yeah. know, even if you listen to his music in private or like whatever, if you just feel like, you know, just being very clear that you don't support his actions is enough for you, do that. If you feel like you need to not support their products or their businesses anymore, then do that. Do it. Just do what you feel is necessary for you to do, right? And don't ostracize other people who do what they feel is necessary for them to do, mm-hmm. right? And you don't have to put energy into arguing with people who fully support, you know, problematic people or the people who you consider to be problematic. You don't have to put your energy into arguing with them, you know? Divert that energy into something meaningful to you more positive for you so many like the justice system does not prevent a lot of the harm that happens in our world so a lot of this harm is just unaddressed and we have to even think about is the justice system the right way to address all this harm that we have Mm -hmm. in the world so yeah there's that so that's food for thought yeah. And if any of our listeners have, you know, any opinions on this topic, 
maybe you think cancel culture is a sham and it's ruining society, you know, feel free to email us and let us know all of your opinions and why you think we're wrong at cozychatpodcast at gmail.com, right? You can also feel free to DM us on Instagram and Twitter at cozychatpod. And as always, I am Corey, and you can always find me on Instagram and Twitter at youngroyalty580. And I'm Sasha, and you can always find me, Sash underscore Marguerite, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And actually, I finally got on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> and I have, and I've started uploading content as well. Um, feel free to follow or not follow. It's still very new, so there's not much on there. But TikTok as well, same as the others, is Young Royalty, 580. TikTok. I feel like I'm just starting my TikTok journey. I'm probably not going to be one of those fancy, you know, with like all the transitions and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Probably not going to be doing that anytime soon. I'm probably going to end up doing that just so I can just have a place to practice all my film making, whatever. But like, okay, mm-hmm. let me just practice transitions. Boom. Just throw them in there. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But until next time, this is Close Chat Pod. And thank you for joining us. And we'll see you next time. See you next time, guys. Bye. Bye-bye.